0: Good morning, everyone, everywhere, and welcome. We're going to be talking about the spirit of prophecy. What is truth? Where it is hearing from God, perceiving and discerning, inner knowing, a word coming from the Lord, either for yourself or somebody else. Also, when someone teaches it and trains it on television and different opinions and things that are known as prophecy and the office of the prophet, come across the airwaves, in a local meeting, and just in our minds from what we recall of history or know about prophecy already, even the word apostle, these are the oracle offices. That means people who are called and gifted and chosen by the Lord, a he or a she, to go in and inquire of the Lord and hear a word in the spiritual sense that they detect and understand and fully know and feel convinced is a word of the Lord. What we're gonna do, this is a pre you know discussion, and it is to get everyone thinking. And when I look in my mind on YouTube or in my collective history of growing up, what I think of the word prophecy, the office of the prophet. You know, they're unknown prophets. They're well-known prophets. They're people who move in the gifts of, of the Spirit. Some of them are prophecy. So we're going to need concrete definitions, Bible-based, sound doctrine, so that you can Bible, B-Y-O-B, bring your own Bible and be the noble Berean that would make Apostle Paul and your mama or daddy proud and really go in there and let's determine what are the ways that we can seek the mind of the lord hearing from the lord having a clear conscience what does it take what is being off what is getting to into the psychic realm to the low life realm of that moving in the gifts of the holy spirit or counterfeits all this will take a quite a while but i've had many decades you know back when i grew up as a southern baptist preacher's daughter a pastor who was mild mannered and nobody spoke in tongues, nobody moved in the gifts. Yet my mother and her family, the pastor's wife, had a history of being Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, whatever, we don't really care. But they heard from the Lord. They could perceive and hear from the Lord, so could my father. But I remember the gifts and my mother, and it was like that perceiver discerner gift. I think perceiver-discerner is a happier term because the word prophet, prophecy has gotten so abused or so perverted or weird in certain places, too many places. So I'm a perceiver-discerner office, and I, it takes many years and many confirmations and testings, but we won't go there. So the point is, I come from a very low-key, down-to-earth family background. One who relied on the Bible, knew the Bible, were scholars. And one who, they were perceiver, discerners. Oh, yes, we believe the Lord has said, move. We believe the Lord says, don't go there. We believe that, you know, the Lord says, don't do that today. Wait till later. So that inner direction, the guidance of the Holy Spirit is right in there, hearing from the Lord for yourself, as a person, your family, and then hearing another word, which is can move into a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, and then a word of the spirit of prophecy. What we don't want is go to the occult. So there are many reasons. I'm going to lay it very calmly and very peacefully and very matter of factly. And if you don't agree, I may not agree with your version, interpretations, your historical realm of, you know, your backstory about prophecy. But I'm gonna teach you that the Lord is based on being in the sent at age twenty-four by the Lord to study the different kinds of moves of God, the different denominations, the different kinds of ministries, black and white, tan, since I was twenty-four, which is over a generation ago, well over a generation. I didn't know that what would go on between then pre-big time TV ministry. Pre, all the things that we see now, including charlatans, fakes, big deals about offering that I ever would have imagined. All these things. So when we prepare to think about the word prophecy out here in the field, I may make a suggestion that you all go and look on YouTube and Google, or just Google the word prophet, prophecy. So pick some of the big names. Some of the, you know, find the unknowns and then take a little, you know, watch a little clip and see, wow, when you say the word prophecy, it's a giant buzzword, whether it black prophet, white prophet, pure hearted prophet, not female, male. There's a lot of different styles. There's a lot of different levels of using, I guess, moving in the gifts, being calm even showbiz. So when we discuss it, I'm going to break it all down to the com- most common level, starting with <laughs> uh, starting with teaching on James 3.17 for discernment of what voices you're listening to. 2 Timothy 1.7. I'll do these later and flush them out. Uh, we're going to talk mainly on John 16.13. When the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. He will not talk about himself, but he will talk about things to come. So there is a realm based on a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that you can get the Holy Spirit to communicate with you, be a word of God in your inner witness of the Holy Spirit, and it's all scriptural and right. And so this can be fun. It can be slow. It can be fast. But I'm going to train on it line by line. So I'm going to start with just those few verses, and the few verses I would start with today for every bit of anybody's ever heard anything to start all over. Say John 16:13. When the Spirit of Truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. Let's ask about that. All right. When the Spirit of Truth, that means from the eternal Creator God, not a psychic not the wrong voice, not the wrong realm of power or whatever communication. When the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. How does the spirit of truth come? The spirit of truth from God the Father, the kind that's revealed and talked about in the Bible, represented by Jesus Christ who hung on the cross and died for all of our sins and suffered and paid the price for you and me, The Spirit of Truth will come when you invite Jesus, ask Him into your heart as Savior, accept Him as your Lord and Savior. And then when you do that, you'll have eternal life, but you'll also have a free gift, a free deposit of His Holy Spirit placed inside your soul, your spirit realm. All right, there's the mind, the will and the emotions. You close your eyes, that's the soul realm. That's the part where the Lord, the Holy Spirit can communicate with you, that the Bible can just come alive, and that you can also feed the wrong stuff and get confused and warped. So we're start on John 16:13. When the Spirit of truth has come, when God's Holy Spirit has come and he puts his Holy Spirit inside you, it says He will talk about things to come, all right? That means you can get, over time, develop a relationship. This is based on relationship with Jesus Christ who hung on the cross, all right? You develop that relationship, and over time he can communicate his will, what to do, not to do, balanced by the Bible, of course. He can renew your mind, give you more power by the Holy Spirit, but then he can also give you a word of wisdom, word of knowledge oh yeah i have this inner impression that's strong that i need to encourage somebody so john 16 13 when the spirit of truth will come has come he will guide you into all truth does that mean you're going to be all knowing you're going to know everything about everybody and the whole world and the structures and the powers and the principalities no You're going to know what you need to know to fulfill your mission, your destiny, and call, live your life on this earth. You're going to know, and God will enhance what you know and give you new ideas, impressions with his anointing. That's the scratch in the surface on this. So when the spirit of truth will come, he will guide you into all truth. The truth that you know and some that you thought you'd never know by supernatural Holy Spirit revelation and wisdom in your knowledge of him like apostle paul had in ephesians 1 17 that's how by bi- the bible was written how paul got his message all right so when the spirit of truth god's spirit of truth shall come he will guide you into all truth he won't talk about himself he's not vain he's not an ego he's not a boaster but he will talk about things to come does that mean you'll say oh i'm going to be a psychic i'm going to foretell I'll be a fortune teller no that's off that's really off it will mean he will give you an impression slowly of maybe a message to give at your local ministry a word of the lord present day word when that tells of addresses something in the spiritual realm for the future to pray for like america or things he can give you some words that you would like to write an article, speak, broadcast or whatever. So you can get that and not be the office of the prophet. There is the office of the prophet which God fashions and there's the spirit of prophecy, all right? So what we do is go for the Lord. When we talk about, when we choose to study the spirit of prophecy or the office of the prophet which i'm going to all get into this later this is just a tad uh, you know scratching the surface we're going to talk about christ because it says in hebrews one two in the former days god used diverse methods to speak to the fathers through the prophets so the old testament prophets were more craggy and they were more you know whatever it was it says but in hebrews two hebrews one two it says However, in these days, New Testament, Christian, Christ-following days, God speaks to us by His Son. So when you walk in the office of the prophet, or you know somebody who tells you they're a Christian prophet, or you deal with the spirit of prophecy, you have to know it's got to act like Jesus. It's got to react like Jesus. It's got to not put on airs, uh, not, not be this big celebrity, or queen, or king, or potentate or own anybody or rule and, you know, big V put on a pedestal. It's not an ego. So I love the thought about Christ in revelation 1910. It says that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Well, how did Jesus act and react? Read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when he was alive in ministry on the earth with his mother, Mary, the other people, the disciples, little kids, And then act and react like Jesus did as a prophet. All right. Relatable, teachable, respecting all, equal opportunity, real respect, honored his mother. Secondly, I love this verse. It reminds me of my dad, the pastor, how he acted. All right. My real daddy. Acts 10, 38. Jesus went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, and the Lord was with him. Jesus was unsung. He was not famous yet. He went about at the leading of the Father. He checked in with him every day in the Garden of Gethsemane. put God first. He had a first love lampstand lifestyle. And then after that, he made sure everything was okay with himself. He self-introspected. He prayed. He heard what the Lord said, do this today. Don't do this today. Then he went out and did it. And I like to think, you know, little baby, sweet baby Jesus was so meek and mild, he turned the other cheek and walked the extra mile. But then grown-up Jesus checked in with the Father. And one day the Holy Spirit said to Jesus Christ, whom had manned up and stood up, he said, I want you to go into a prophetic sign. I want you to go toss over those temple money changers table, the mammon seekers of the religious system, shake them up, shock them, because they're so dull of discernment. Their ears are not hearing. They're abusing my holy name, my righteous name with their self-righteousness. So sometimes there's a sweet baby Jesus prophet, meek and mild, turn the other cheek, walk the extra mile. He really wants us to be like that. I add on that James 3.17 for all relationships. Any wisdom that represents God, whether it's spoken, written, video, in person, or in your spiritual realm of discernment as well as adding this on your relationships with other people and how they act and react under pressure james three seventeen says that any wisdom that represents above that comes from above is first of all pure peaceable easily entreated full of mercy and good fruit without partiality and without hypocrisy and i try to act like that all the time Secondly, when you're discerning, you want to make sure you don't go into the level of spooky, spiritual, or fear-based. Because that will, that's a praying a praise on your b- mind, it's not the Lord. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of his power, love, and a sound mind. So all these is a crash course for this teaching. Let's go back to Christ in the Old testament days hebrews 1 1 and 2 says that god spoke to the prophets to the fathers through the prophets using diverse manners people lay on their side naked for three years my, my, they call down far from heaven. Well, we don't know what's going to happen in these last supernatural days. It's getting weirder and weirder, freakier and freakier. So we don't know what, you know, like Elijah may come, <laughs> that spirit of Elijah coming back is, is valid. However, it says in Hebrews 2, 1 and 2, that Jesus Christ is the way that God uses the office prophet today. So study Jesus, his actions, reactions, relationships with men and women and see if the prophet you're listening to, the prophet you're trying to be or following is like that. Uh, Then we go to, again, a reminder that if we follow Jesus and the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus, that it will always be non-biased, not racist, not predatory, not egocentric, not gender biased, not fear of female bring a snare none of that it will not be accuser one thing in the spirit of prophecy teaching i would like to say that when i have studied based in the back of my mind about my dad as a pastor and as a person a loving man of god fear of the lord I love to go back and teach relationship from Adam and Eve. Prior to the law, there was no need for law. It was based on relationship to the Lord and and obeying and submitting to what He wanted. And then the accuser came in. Prior to Genesis 3, there was no need for the law. There was no accusation in the garden. So when accusation came in, it tended to, to warp and pervert authority. When you look at the word accuser, it is written in the gender of the male, as in Genesis 3, Revelation 12, 7 through 11. So we don't want to say all men are accusers, but the honor of the office of being a male, head of home, head of family, head of church, whatever, pastor it's got an accountability that you do not represent the accuser instead in the spirit of prophecy especially where people are prone to really use those gifts to sin spy Pharisee assume pervert the gift that we do not ever lower that gift debase that gift by being an accuser when in Isaiah 11 and 2 the the prophecy about Messiah Jesus Christ said that he would be a prophet He would be the office prophet coming that would be filled with all of God's seven spirits. The spirit of counsel, might, power, fear of the Lord, spirit of the Lord, and so forth. Isaiah 11, 2, and 3. Yet he would delight himself in the holy fear of the Lord. All these things would make him sharp of discernment. Yet, but... He would not judge, accuse or judge by the sight of his eyes nor make decisions based on what he heard. He wouldn't lower God's loving gift to make it a base, a bastion of sin spying, gossip. He wouldn't believe the evil report about another pastor, minister, or Christian. And we hope you too can get your Bible out, get these scriptures I just mentioned, go through them yourself and incorporate some of these into your own ministry and then train on them to help many people. And let's win back the spirit of prophecy. Let's win back the lost who fled the friendly for our fellowships of 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 3, the commanded from such turn away fellowships, and also the ministry that have no fear of the Lord. God is good as mercy endures. This is Tavo DRC signing off for now. If you would like to pray for me, I'd appreciate it. Uh, we're being resurrected up here in the uh, South Carolina area, which we love it. We're just simply loving it, but we need a resurrection from when went on before down in the destruction of the Deep South and l- losing everything in the ministry due to <laughs> whatever weirdness was going on in the uh, area. So we thank God for everything. We're full of love and joy. If you have questions, you can write me at dfwleader at gmail.com. We're still DFW Leader Online Fellowship for ministries no matter what and then you can uh, donate using paypal secure paypal to the email called tavo leader us at gmail.com t-a-v-e-a-u leader l-e-a-d-e-r-u-s like united states at gmail.com god bless you he loves you have a nice day bye-bye good morning everyone everywhere and welcome. We're going to be talking about the spirit of prophecy. what is truth? where it is hearing from God perceiving and discerning, inner knowing a word coming from the Lord either for yourself, for somebody else. Also when someone teaches it and trains it on television and different opinions and things that are known as prophecy and the office of the prophet come across the airwaves in a local meeting, And just in our minds, from what we recall of history or know about prophecy already, even the word apostle, these are the oracle offices. That means people who are called and gifted and chosen by the Lord, a he or a she, to go in and inquire of the Lord and hear a word in the spiritual sense that they detect and understand and fully know and feel convinced is a word of the Lord. What we're going to do, this is a pre-discussion, you know, discussion, and it is to get everyone thinking. And when I look in my mind on YouTube, or in my collective history of growing up, what I think of the word prophecy, the office of the prophet, you know, they're unknown prophets, they're well-known prophets, they're people who move in the gifts of spirit, of the Spirit. Some of them are prophecy. So we're going to need concrete definitions, Bible-based, sound doctrine, so that you can Bible, B-Y-O-B, bring your own Bible and be the noble Berean that would make Apostle Paul and your mama or daddy proud, and really go in there and let's determine what are the ways that we can seek the mind of the Lord, hearing from the Lord, having a clear conscience, what does it take, what is being off, what is getting to, into the psychic realm, to the low-life realm of that, moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, or counterfeits. All this will take a, quite a while, but I've had many decades. You know, back when I grew up as a Southern Baptist preacher's daughter, a pastor who was mild-mannered and nobody spoke in tongues, nobody moved in the gifts, Yet my mother and her family, the pastor's wife, had a history of being Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, whatever, we don't really care. But they heard from the Lord. They could perceive and hear from the Lord, so could my father. But I remember the gifts and my mother, and it was like that perceiver discerner gift. I think perceiver discerner is a happier term because the word prophet prophecy has gotten so abused or so perverted or weird in certain places too many places so I'm a perceiver discerner office and I it takes many years and many confirmations and testings but we won't go there so the point is I come from a very low-key down-to-earth family background one who relied on the Bible knew the Bible were scholars And one who they were perceiver, discerners. Oh, yes, we believe the Lord has said, move. We believe the Lord says, don't go there. We believe that, you know, the Lord says, don't do that today. Wait till later. So that inner direction, the guidance of the Holy Spirit is right in there. Hearing from the Lord for yourself, as a person, your family, and then hearing another word, which is can move into a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge And then a word of the spirit of prophecy. What we don't want is go to the occult. So there are many reasons. I'm going to lay it very calmly and very peacefully and very matter of factly. And if you don't agree, I may not agree with your version, interpretations, your historical realm of, you know, your backstory about prophecy. But I'm going to teach you that the Lord is based on being in the sent at age 24 by the lord to study the different kinds of moves of god the different denominations the different kinds of ministries black and white tan since i was 24 which is over a generation ago well over a generation i didn't know that what would go on between then pre big time tv ministry pre all the things that we see now including charlatans fakes big deals about offering that I ever would have imagined, all these things. So when we prepare to think about the word prophecy out here in the field, I make a suggestion that you all go and look on YouTube and Google, or just Google the word prophet, prophecy. So pick some of the big names, some of the, you know, find the unknowns, and then take a little, you know, watch a little clip and see wow when you say the word prophecy it's a giant buzzword whether it black prophet white prophet pure-hearted prophet not female male there's a lot of different styles there's a lot of different levels of using i guess moving in the gifts being calm even showbiz so when we discuss it i'm going to break it all down to the most common level starting (laughs) <laughs> uh, starting with teaching on James 3.17 for discernment of what voices you're listening to. 2 Timothy 1.7. I'll do these later and get flush them out. Uh, we're going to talk mainly on John 16.13. When the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not talk about himself, but he will talk about things to come. So there is a realm based on a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that you can get the Holy Spirit to communicate with you, be a word of God in your inner witness of the Holy Spirit, and it's all scriptural and right. And so this can be fun, it can be slow, it can be fast, but I'm going to train on it line by line. So I'm gonna start with just those few verses and the few verses I would start with today for every bit of anybody's ever heard anything to start all over, say John sixteen thirteen. When the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Let's ask about that. All right, when the spirit of truth, that means from the eternal Creator God, not a psychic, not the wrong voice, not the wrong Realm of power or whatever communication, when the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. How does the Spirit of truth come? The Spirit of truth from God the Father, the kind that's revealed and talked about in the Bible, represented by Jesus Christ, who hung on the cross and died for all of our sins and suffered and paid the price for you and me. The Spirit of truth will come when you invite Jesus. Ask Him into your heart as Savior. Accept Him as your Lord and Savior. And then when you do that, you'll have eternal life. But you'll also have a free gift, a free deposit of His Holy Spirit placed inside your soul, your spirit realm. All right, there's the mind, the will, and the emotions. You close your eyes. That's the soul realm. That's the part where the Lord, the Holy Spirit, can communicate with you that the Bible can just come alive and that you can also feed the wrong stuff and get confused and warped. So we're to start on John 16, 13. When the Spirit of Truth has come, when God's Holy Spirit has come, and He puts His Holy Spirit inside you, it says, He will talk about things to come. All right, that means you can get, over time, develop a relationship. This is based on relationship with Jesus Christ who hung on the cross. Right, you develop that relationship, and over time he can communicate his will, what to do, not to do, balanced by the Bible, of course. He can renew your mind, give you more power by the Holy Spirit, but then he can also give you a word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Oh yeah, I have this inner impression that's strong that I need to encourage somebody. So... John sixteen thirteen. when the spirit of truth will come, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Does that mean you're going to be all knowing? You're going to know everything about everybody and the whole world and the structures and the powers and the principalities? No, you're going to know what you need to know to fulfill your mission, your destiny and call, live your life on this earth. You're going to know. And God will enhance what you know and give you new ideas, impressions with his anointing. That's the scratch in the surface on this. So, when the Spirit of Truth will come, He will guide you into all truth—the truth that you know, and some that you thought you'd never know by supernatural Holy Spirit revelation and wisdom in your knowledge of Him, like Apostle Paul had in Ephesians one seventeen. That's how bi- the Bible was written. How Paul got his message. All right, so when the spirit of truth, God's spirit of truth shall come, he will guide you into all truth. He won't talk about himself. He's not vain. He's not an ego. He's not a boaster, but he will talk about things to come. Does that mean you'll say, oh, I'm going to be a psychic. I'm going to foretell, be a fortune teller. No, that's off. That's really off. It will mean he will give you an impression slowly of maybe a message to give at your local ministry. A word of the Lord present-day word one that tells of addresses something in the spiritual realm for the future to pray for like America or things he can give you some words that you would like to write an article speak broadcast or whatever so you can get that and not be the office of the Prophet there is the office of the Prophet which God fashions and there's the spirit of prophecy all right so what we do is go for the lord when we talk about when we choose to study the spirit of prophecy or the office of the prophet which i'm going to all get into this later this is just a tad you know scratching the surface we're going to talk about christ because it says in hebrews one two in the former days god used diverse methods to speak to the fathers through the prophets. So the Old Testament prophets were more craggy and they were more, you know, whatever it was. It says, but in Hebrews 2, Hebrews 1, 2, it says, however, in these days, New Testament Christian Christ following days, God speaks to us by his son. So when you walk in the office of the prophet or you know somebody who tells you they're a Christian prophet or you deal with the spirit of prophecy—you have to know—it's got to act like Jesus. It's got to react like Jesus. It's got to not put on airs, uh, not, not be this big celebrity or queen or king or potentate or own anybody or rule and, you know, big be put on a pedestal. It's not an ego. So I love the thought about Christ. In Revelation nineteen ten, it says that the spirit of prophecy. Is the testimony of Jesus well how did Jesus act and react read the Gospels Matthew Mark Luke and John when he was alive in ministry on the earth with his mother Mary the other people the disciples little kids and then act and react like Jesus did as a prophet all right relatable teachable respecting all equal opportunity real respect honored his mother secondly I love this verse. It reminds me of my dad, the pastor, how he acted. All right, my real daddy. Acts 10 38. Jesus went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, and the Lord was with him. Jesus was unsung, he was not famous yet. He went about at the leading of the Father, he checked in with him every day. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he put God first. He had a first love, lampstand lifestyle. And then after that, he made sure everything was okay with himself. He self-introspected. He prayed. He heard what the Lord said, do this today. Don't do this today. Then he went out and did it. And I like to think, you know, a little baby, sweet baby Jesus was so meek and mild, he turned the other cheek and walked the extra mile. But then grown-up Jesus checked in with the Father. And one day, the Holy Spirit said to Jesus Christ, whom had manned up and stood up. He said, I want you to go into a prophetic sign. I want you to go toss over those temple money changers table, the mammon seekers of the religious system, shake them up, shock them, because they're so dull of discernment. Their ears are not hearing. They're abusing my holy name my righteous name with their self-righteousness. So sometimes there's a sweet baby Jesus prophet, meek and mild, turn the other cheek, walk the extra mile. He really wants us to be like that. I add on that James 3.17 for all relationships. Any wisdom that represents God, whether it's spoken, written, video, in person, or in your spiritual realm of discernment, as well as adding this on, your relationships with other people and how they act and react under pressure. James 3.17 says that any wisdom that represents above, that comes from above, is first of all pure, peaceable, easily entreated, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And I try to act like that all the time. Secondly, when you're discerning, you want to make sure you don't go into the level of spooky spiritual or fear-based because that will that's a praying a praise on your bri- mind it's not the lord second timothy 1 7 says god has not given me a spirit of fear but of his power love and a sound mind so all these is a crash course for this teaching let's go back to christ in the old testament days hebrews 1 1 and 2 says that god spoke to the prophets to the fathers through the prophets using diverse manners people lay on their side naked for three years my my they call down far from heaven well we don't know what's going to happen in these last supernatural days it's getting weirder and weirder freakier and freakier. so we don't know what you know like elijah may come <laughs> that spirit of elijah coming back is is valid however it says in hebrews 2 1 and 2 that jesus christ is the way that god uses the office prophet today so study jesus his actions reactions relationships with men and women and see if the prophet you're listening to, the prophet you're trying to be or following is like that. Uh, Then we go to, again, a reminder that if we follow Jesus and the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus, that it will always be non-biased, not racist, not predatory, not egocentric, not gender biased, not fear of female bring a snare. None of that. It will not be accuser. One thing in the Spirit of Prophecy teaching, I would like to say that when I have studied, based in the back of my mind about my dad as a pastor and as a person, a loving man of God, fear of the Lord, I love to go back and teach relationship from Adam and Eve. Prior to the law, there was no need for law. It was based on relationship to the Lord and and obeying and submitting to what he wanted and then the accuser came in. Prior to Genesis 3, there was no need for the law. There was no accusation in the garden. So when accusation came in, it tended to, to warp and pervert authority. When you look at the word accuser, it is written in the gender of the male, as in Genesis 3, Revelation 12, 7 through 11. So we don't want to say all men are accusers, but the honor of the office of being a male, head of home, head of family, head of church, whatever, pastor, has got an accountability that you do not represent the accuser. Instead, in the spirit of prophecy, especially where people are prone to really use those gifts to sin, spy, Pharisee, assume, pervert the gift, that we do not ever lower that gift, debase that gift by being an accuser. When in Isaiah 11 and 2, the, the prophecy about Messiah Jesus Christ said that he would be a prophet. He would be the office prophet coming that would be filled with all of God's seven spirits. The word, spirit of counsel, might, power, fear of the Lord, spirit of the Lord, and so forth. Isaiah eleven, two, and 3. Yet he would delight himself in the holy fear of the Lord. All these things would make him sharp of discernment. Yet... But he would not judge, accuse or judge, by the sight of his eyes, nor make decisions based on what he heard. He wouldn't lower God's loving gift to make it a base, a bastion of sin spying, gossip. He wouldn't believe the evil report about another pastor, minister, or Christian. And we hope you, too, can get your Bible out, get these scriptures I just mentioned, go through them yourself, and incorporate some of these into your own ministry and then train on them to help many people. And let's win back the spirit of prophecy. Let's win back the lost who fled the friendly for our fellowships of 2 Timothy 2 1 through 3 the commanded from such turn away fellowships and also the ministry that have no fear of the Lord God is good as mercy endures this is Tavo DRC signing off for now if you would like to pray for me I'd appreciate it uh, we're being resurrected up here in the uh, south Carolina area which we love it we're just simply loving it but we need a resurrection from when on before down in the destruction of the deep south and l- losing everything in the ministry due to <laughs> whatever weirdness was going on in the uh, area so we thank God for everything we're full of love and joy if you have questions you can write me at dfwleader at gmail.com we're still DFW Leader Online fellowship for ministries no matter what and then you can uh, donate using paypal secure paypal to the email called tavo leader us at gmail.com t-a-v-e-a-u leader l-e-a-d-e-r-u-s like united states at gmail.com god bless you he loves you have a nice day bye bye